When you do a podcast, you've got to have a song where someone sings the title. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? The world is kind of scary when things don't go the right way. So listen to this podcast and it will probably be okay. Probably no guarantees. Hello and welcome to What Could Go Wrong, the best slash worst thing that could ever happen to Warriors. I'm Jeff from Happy Valley. I'm joined by Chrissy, veteran escapee survivor of Murderville, Idaho. Hey! Also here's Jeremiah, who clouds by his hometown, the Coffin, California. That's me. No matter how bad you think things are, these two think they could get worse. So I know we're at the end of camping season, but I thought we might talk a little bit about tents for those who want to prepare for next year. Uh, there's always the fun two-man pop-ups, which... I'm not sure two people can fit in them, but it's certainly clever advertising. Okay, so I have always been told that however many people they say can fit in a tent, so if they say, like, this is a four-person tent, you subtract two, and that's the actual number of people that can fit in the tent. So if you have two-man tent, two-person tent... So no one can fit in it? Yes. By the rule I have been given to live by, this tent is unoccupiable. Interesting. I mean, maybe like you could put your dog in it. Your dog could sleep in the tent. You could like sleep you can store the stuff in it. Stars. Yeah, it's like more of a storage place. So, um, you know, but I think a lot of people are like, "Oh, I'm going to go buy that two-person tent. That'll be plenty of room for me and my person I'm camping with." And it's like, no, it's not even room for you. It's just it's a no-person tent personless tent that the two-person tent which you know again total lie you know they're just big tent is trying to sell littler tents to people and then they realize their mistakes so they have to go buy a bigger tent for more money and then big tent gets all the money for all their tent sales it's a vicious cycle totally unethical but the the tent advertising number of persons is like a very a very small person and stacked very close to every other person in that tent like if you had to use your two-person tent to hide from ninja bears you could get two people in there but it wouldn't be comfortable and it would be sad You'd be scared the whole time, worried that you'd move and wrestle the, the fabric, or that your breathing could be heard outside of the tent. And so, I don't think anybody gets good sleep in those size of tents when they're using multiple people in it. No, I, I totally agree with that. Also, if if you are running from ninja bears and you put both of you know two humans into that space, really, what you've made is a delicious burrito for the bear. You've just like wrapped yourself. A burrito. Like here, yeah, here we're <laughs> a burrito. Mm hmm. Do you want to die as a burrito? I, I mean, I kind of do, but like also not at all. I mean, I feel like it's a fun way to go out at the very least. Everyone wants to die as a pun, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, as long as there's somebody like to tell the tale so that you can at least be on some like you know dumb ways to die podcast or end up you know like trending on twitter maybe you get a darwin award yeah something 
it'd be ideal if there was a way to have that tent be what's the word the the self-assembling tent so you don't have to do a lot of work mm-hmm. before being eaten because i feel sure. like that would be a total disservice to my enjoyment of a deserved death right is that you go to this place to enjoy yourself work hard to do a thing and then succumb to terror and then that work was wasted versus rolling up in the middle of nowhere being all entitled just throwing the tent up in the air and it sets itself up on the way down and then going yeah okay and then dying i feel like that's a better story arc where that death is like oh i don't feel bad about that death that death is someone that death is deserved by someone who just wallows into nature and sucks all right what do you think about eight person three compartment tents Okay, so once again, we're talking about a six-person tent. The compartment tents I love because I love me like a little space that I can go into and turn into headquarters for me that I can lock everybody else out of. So the little compartment tents, with like the little sleeping spots, mm-hmm. those are great. The problem with them is if is that they get really warm. And if anything is going on in the main compartment that you don't want to be a part of and you need to get out of your compartment, it gets a little claustrophobic. Now that compartment, are we talking like the the gear things that are kind of built into the side? Or is this like the mudroom portion of the tent where it's not really a place you can sleep because it's mostly exposed, but you can like put some junk there? Uh, we're talking about where it's three different compartments within the tent. You go in through the main one to get oh. in and out, and then there's little two side ones that are equally a quarter to a third of the tent. Okay, like the privacy chambers that have no real privacy. Correct. Yes. Okay. Because you're in a tent. Yeah. These tents are also great for pets because you can create, especially if you have... um pets that are trained to kind of stay on a bed mm-hmm. you can put your, the pet stuff in one side and be like this is your spot pet um but the problem with this being that then if your pet if it's like really cold and your pet is too well trained and say you start freezing to death uh the the pet might not realize and leave you in your own compartment where you die and like your dog's just chilling on their bed because they're they're a good boy so, you know. You do want to definitely have safety words or phrases for folks to come into your compartment if needed. Yes. Otherwise, anyone could just walk on in like a ninja bear, and you don't want that to happen. So if you have a word that they have to say to get across the threshold of the tent, then they can't come in. It's true. Inflatable tents. Wait, what? Tents that you inflate? Oh, I saw one of these that was kind of like a clear vinyl inflatable tent. And it did do a really good job of keeping out the weather. But also it was a closed bubble that was clear. And so the the solar gain factor made it like a sauna inside, but not in a good way. There wasn't yeah. any relaxing Nordic conversation 
followed by a dip in the cool pond. It was just sweat and funk in like the vinyl fume zone. Um, yeah, that doesn't seem great. Also, I would worry like, I mean, anything inflatable is also poppable. So that's a problem if you're in nature, because nature is sharp, just generally. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, inflated things tend to be very easily picked up by the wind. And nature is also windy. So it seems like a really easy way to end up accidentally in another county or Oz. Always good to stake down your stuff. The the fabric tents that fly away and get caught up by the wind if they're not staked down right, I feel like they they tend to they like, tend to tumble soar or smack or hit a thing and they'll be done. But if you've got one of those inflatable tents, I don't feel like it would stop. It'd be like a tumbleweed tent, a tumble tent that just keeps smacking into things, bouncing and hit a body of water and start rolling across it because it's inflatable. It won't sink or anything. Oh my gosh, and then you're in the middle of the ocean and one of those whales comes up with its like big mouth to eat fish, but it accidentally eats you and then you're in a whale? Right, or like a giant sea turtle because it can't see the plastic. We all know how deadly plastics are to ocean-going people or, you know, creatures. What if what if you get blown into one of those like garbage gyres out there where you finally come to a rest after this typhoon blows your tent in the middle of nowhere and then there's nothing around you for hundreds of miles, but garbage no like garbage and in, in worse because not just garbage but garbage in ocean yep. which you're stuck in like you're just i mean good news you garbage. can probably find something edible out there Mm-mm. and you might be able to scavenge enough parts and pieces left over to get your way home Here's the one thing I will say is that you are now in a floating bubble that we've established is great for collecting condensation. So you probably won't die of thirst. But, you know, you're maybe eating garbage. You're going to end up on the beach like one of those seagulls they show in like the documentaries that it's like it's dead. And I'm sorry, Seagull, but industrialization has ruined you. And then it's rotted so that it's just these feathers around, like, a little stomach full of Monopoly pieces or something. Yeah. Except it'd be a human-sized version of that, and you probably don't have feathers. So Not yet. it'd just be like this little bubble tent with, you know, plastic junk where your stomach used to be. This is a sad way to go. But a, but an interesting way to go, at the very least. No one has the story of going across the ocean in an inflatable tent. Put up and tear down both vital pieces to tent usage. True. And I think that the worst thing that can happen with either of those is that they happen after dark or during a storm. Because definitely either way, it's just not good. You're going to get... If it's, in the, if it's after dark and you're setting up a tent or tearing a tent down, you're probably going to end up with at least one blood blister from pinching your skin between poles that you didn't see were connected with the rub, like the springy stuff. And if you're doing it in weather, 
then, you know, there's a good chance you're going to get electrocuted because tent poles or, you know, everything is going to be wet. If you're tearing down in bad weather and you pack that tent up and you forget to take it out so it can dry in your home afterwards, the next time you go camping, Mildew City. Yep. And as we all know, Mildew City is very, very protective of its borders. Uh, If you try to enter Mildew City without the right paperwork, you will be turned around. Yes. It is a really good point to make sure that you have all of the proper proper paperwork in order before entering. Your visa, get your passport, make sure it's all it's all good because otherwise you're going to see problems. Truth. What else is fun about teardown? I've always had it's fun that you try to get stuff back in the bag it com- comes in and then yet for somehow no matter how tightly you pack it it just will not fit the same as it did before. Yeah, there's something about trying to pack something that was packed by machines originally. <laughs> as a people, that's not easy. No. Um, every every fold that you make in the tent has a margin of error, and each fold because you have to make many of these folds, these folds compound and multiply whatever small mistake you make and make it so that it is incredibly visible for you at the end of this process what what went wrong and what you should have done before you started on it. So it's kind of like the end of a relationship in terms of like, oh, wow, that was a bad idea type thing. So I guess if you're packing a tent, while thinking about what you should have done differently, Jeremiah. How could you? You meant so well. Well, I think that's all the time we have for tonight. Chrissy and Jeremiah, please give our audience your fond farewells. Uh, you know, later, everybody. I feel like what we've learned is that what we should all do is stay indoors and not do nature with tents. And if you do nature with tents consider separate tents or tents on opposite sides of the campground or maybe even in separate cities so that you don't have to deal with people who hog the other side of the tent or misuse resources or don't know how to camp correctly diane uh well folks remember lock your food away so if you're out tenting uh animals don't get into it or at least have it in a separate tent so the animals don't get into the tent with you and the food because that could have unfortunate consequences thanks for listening good night oh so jeff knows diane too